ever dreamed that one day, no matter how long it may take us, as long as we have faith in our cause and uh, an unconquerable willpower, knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. This is a time of challenge to our interest and our values. And it's a time to test our wisdom and our skills. This will not be a campaign of half measures. And we will accept no outcome but victory. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. Read my lips. We will respond forcefully. Hey guys, thanks for listening hey, in today. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I think you mean everyone. Oh, so sorry. I need to be more inclusive. Thank you. Hello everyone, and thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. And we hope you enjoy. And we are live. We're live. It's happening. Yeah, on it's a Saturday night. A sad, it's a fucking Mad Libs podcast sleepover extravaganza. Yeah. Buckle in, kids. Make sure you got your soda pops and your uh, pizza money. Yeah. It's fucking go time. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it was going to be really kind of difficult to record on Super Bowl Sunday, and we actually wanted to talk a little bit about the economics of the Super Bowl, so why not do it on a Saturday night before? Yeah. So thanks, Kev. I mean, you're the one that had to work all night, and hey. you're still making that sacrifice to come here. So Biggest sacrifice I had to make was not drinking on the job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You can drink on the first episode. You can drink at the second. Yeah. <laughs> Got to wait till I get halfway through the episode here. I agree. I agree. My voice needs to warm up a little bit from the uh, frigid temperatures. We were just talking about your voice. Oh, God. We were just talking about how you just have such a great podcasting voice. No, that's not true. Yeah. I, when yeah. I listen back, um, my voice for me is different when I hear it on you know, Recorded. Spotify or oh, yeah, Apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas yours comes off the same way as I hear it right now and I, I'm just See, but, like oh, and I would say the, I would say the same thing about it's you. just butter yeah yeah I had to warm it up you know what I mean that's what happens yeah. the current uh, temperature inside of Brian's garage studios is about 12 degrees well it's getting warmer <laughs> it's because of, of the yeah what is it the, Sally, Sally, Sally Sally the hisser yeah Sally the sass yeah <clears throat> she's sassy she's always she's always hissing at us she's a frisky little bitch but you know Jeez. what I love her she's such a hisser she keeps us warm at night. <laughs> she isn't a hussy. She's a hissy. Oh, no, no. She's real loyal. Very loyal. Right, yeah. Well, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> Obviously, we're, we're in uh, a, a good mood because we're going to yeah. be talking about, A, the Super Bowl, having a little yeah. fun, and talking about some of the economics behind it. Yeah, and we're also going to make our Super Bowl picks. Yeah. And <clears throat> we're going to talk a little bit about Biden economics. So we're not going to totally abandon our, our political podcast yeah. as well dynamics uh, and then you know brought I do... to you in part by barack obama <laughs> yes i say that because he's like copied everything obama oh yeah that's fair yeah. <laughs> uh with that in mind uh i did have uh, a new listener reach out to us nathan oh, yeah. nathan b reached out and he actually had some questions about the biden administration and you know, all the executive orders that have rolled out is that good is it bad you know yeah. he wanted kind of both our feedback and yeah, it is kind of both. Yeah. Um, 
And we did talk about the executive orders when he first came in. So there is an episode, I want to say three or four back, but it was right around the inauguration time. I want to say it was 51. Yeah, that could be because it was the one after the inauguration. Right. Uh, We started talking because, you know, the day of the inauguration, he rolled out like 17 and I think he signed like nine. Yeah, it was was exactly nine. Okay. So... That one is a really good reference point, Nathan, uh, but we're going to be talking about some of the executive orders, but also the stimulus plan that he uh, has since passed or, well, helped get passed through reconciliation. It's his plan that the Dems were able to pass through the Senate. We're going to talk about that, but let's have some fun. Let's talk Super Bowl. Yeah. Kevin, so, you're, not, you're not huge into football. Like, you no, don't watch I mean, every I, I Sunday. Fo- like, yeah, no. You play I, it, you I know played football game. growing up all the way up until high school, and then I... Uh, you know, went towards other avenues. Okay. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, I love, I love football and I love the idea of like Sunday nights, you know what I mean? Or Sunday evening days and like, you know, pizza, yeah. beer, wings. Basically yeah. I like it for the food is that's probably bad. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that I was actually watching, I think it was a TikTok. Did you, yeah. did you ever watch the new girl? Yeah. I love new okay, girl. Okay. So it's the two actors that played Nick and, um, Schmidt, yeah, Greenfield and Johnson, and, yeah, and they're yeah, sitting yeah. there, and they are so similar to their real, their to their characters in I real life. I get that life. vibe, yeah. <clears throat> so uh, the guy that plays Schmidt was actually sitting there talking about like, well, in L.A., you know, games for football games start at like 10 a.m. because they start at noon at, right, at, right. on the East Coast. Um, and he was talking about how like you can't really bring a breakfast thing. You know, it's 10 a.m. You're not going to bring a breakfast thing to like a football gathering. Right, yeah. But you're also, it's like too early for lunch. So he's like, you know, you should just like bring a pastry or something like that. <laughs> and, and, and Jake Johnson, who plays Nick, yeah. just absolutely cr- cracks up and starts poking fun at him. That yeah. He has no well, he's a Chicago him. boy, too. So. <laughs> yeah. So he's like all about, he's like, yeah, you can bring pizza, you can bring wings, you can bring beer, you can bring soda. You don't bring a fucking pastry. <laughs> yeah. So you can tell that Max Greenfeld is probably from California. <clears throat> yeah, and he's yeah. definitely just like, like born and raised. I yeah, mean, and he's not super like, into like the whole football scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he probably you know hangs out with his buddies or whatever. But uh, yeah, so some people are just in it for the food. Some people are watching the Super Bowl tomorrow for you know the halftime show or the right, the commercials. Yeah. Um, but 100 million people are expected to watch the Super Bowl on any given Super Bowl Sunday, which is crazy. On any given Sunday. Yeah. <clears throat> any given Super Bowl Sunday, there's about 100 million people, which is kind of cool if you think about it. Like, if you if you just sit back and think, like, there are about 100 million people doing the exact same thing as me. Yeah, it's moment. pretty crazy. That's kind of cool. Yeah, but I'm doing it the best. Yeah? What do you... What do you <laughs> I'm not paying attention to the game. I'm eating the food, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually. I think tomorrow I'm cooking. Well, that's par for the course. What do you? What is your absolute favorite Super Bowl Sunday food? Beer dip. Beer dip. Yeah, it's like a. It's an ancient family recipe passed down from generations. Back and when your family was in Miami, my, well, my, no, yeah, <laughs> it's ancient. Yeah, no, my dad grew up in a trailer park, so like things were like, uh, you know, to be very simple, and it's all it is yeah. is like mayonnaise, cheese whiz, green onions, garlic, <laughs> and beer. <laughs> And that it, sounds both awful and amazing no, at I'm the telling exact you right same now. moment. I am telling you right now, pay no attention to the recipe. And here's how you serve it. You buy an entire loaf of rye bread, 
Yeah, and you hollow out the center. You got to get the bowl. Okay. You have to get the bowl rye. So you typically have to go to Jewel here in yeah. the Midwest. Yeah, and you get the bowl rye, and uh, yeah, you hollow it out, and then you break all the pieces up that you've hollowed out. You know, out of the center. Yeah, um, and you you know lay them around the uh, loaf that has been gutted. And um, heat up your cheese sauce, your cheese whiz sauce, yeah. your beer dip, and you pour it in the fucking bowl, and you you dip your bread in there, and it's nice. it's incredible. That it's does sound so good. good. That's probably my favorite. What's yours? Um, well, it's gonna be an interesting Super Bowl for me in terms of food. Yeah, because you're a vegetarian. Yeah, man. but like, so I was looking up, and it's gonna like you've talked about like cauliflower wings and yeah. and stuff like I've that. Got a great but recipe. I, I, like. Uh, I'm a big pizza guy, so that's my number one. So, you know, green pepper and onion mm. pizza is like the go-to, although I, I did have that this week already. So I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I could eat pizzas like probably three days a week. Yeah. Bas- happily, happily. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it, you know, looking at me, it looks like I do. So um, I'm going to try not to. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I will eat whatever my wife cooks because she's fantastic. Yeah, so I just she makes eat. great food. Similar to you, like anything you're going to cook up is going to be delicious. So yeah, um, I, mean, I think I'm doing. Yeah, we're doing wings, beer dip, pizza. How do you cook your wings? Do you do you have like a fryer? It depends. Or? Yeah. So like I have an outdoor fryer. So Ooh. it's like yeah, because I I well I used to brew my own beer. Um, Cow. I don't get that on the time to do it anymore, but like, um, no. So I, I, I use the same setup. It's a, it's basically a, a, a propane torch that you can put a big, a giant kettle on. Yeah. I just fill it up with like peanut oil mm. and, um, that's, that's my preferred method. And usually what I'll do is you, you fry them at a lower temperature first and then you crank it up higher, like 400 ish sure. or 375. And that's how you get them nice and crispy. But like, I don't like to fry inside cause it's a mess. And so typically what I'll do is I'll just bake them in the oven low and slow. Interesting. Yeah, because if you go at like, I don't know, around like three seventy five, four hundred, and just let them sit in there on a wire rack, you know what I mean? So oh yeah, for sure. Every angle, yeah, you get a nice crispy skin. And then I just make buffalo sauces. You make the buffalo sauces too? Yeah, nice. Just God, a lot of butter a... and hot sauce, dude. <laughs> it's really easy. And then I add a bunch of garlic. Wow! All the things in life that I love. I was gonna say that 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 pretty much wraps up any delicious. Yeah, items. butter and garlic. <laughs> butter, garlic, and some other fattening yeah. methodology. But yeah, so that's interesting. I, you know, I was also looking into the economics of the Super Bowl, and oh, it always yeah, astounds me. me. Like, oh my God. The money that is both made, exchanged, but also like what wasted. is talked about and wasted. <laughs> like, holy Toledo. Well, I'll tell you this much right now. I don't know... Um, I don't know exactly for this. I don't know if this is exactly fact, um, but I don't think that they make as much money off the Super Bowl as they say. I think that it's probably to me it, it rings more like a uh, like a um, an Olympic thing. Yeah, where it's like they build up this giant yes. village, and then the rest of the money, like they basically just throw a bunch of money in the toilet. Yeah. So, and that's the thing is like the NFL. Is you know the NFL has this wonderful sports product, right? Certainly, yeah. But more than that, they have this incredible marketing tool. Oh yeah. And obviously, the the largest revenue generator is like their ability to market things and and how they promote quote unquote promote the product. It it, it astounds me. And one of the things that they tell these cities is like, <clears throat> you're going to make at least five hundred million dollars. Right, That's like yeah. what they. 
generally say. Don't they require that you have a like a newer stadium as well? Yeah, that's that's the crazy part. Is like they're not going to stadiums that were built, you know, twenty years ago or whatever. Take that, Soldier it, Field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they generally pick these very very new updated stadiums. Yeah, yeah. Um, either completely renovated or brand new construction stadiums. Yeah, and. When you look at that, the the you know estimated price tag is somewhere between five hundred to five hundred million to a billion dollars, and a lot of times those cities have to do a lot of tax subsidies in in order to get that that done, or right, you yeah. know, it's, or they levy those taxes against the the actual taxpayers themselves. Right. The billionaire football team owners, even if they own the stadium, don't pay all of that themselves. So. To me, it's That's like incredible to me. Well, yeah, and, and you know, the NFL literally says like, "Oh, you want to host the Super Bowl, you better have a new stadium." Right? You know, yeah. it's got to be state of the art. And, and you know, this weekend uh, they're going to be in Tampa Bay. Last year yeah, they were. First, last year they were in Miami. And this is the first year that it, there's an actual home team. Yeah, that's crazy. That's really neat. That's crazy. Um, and I can't even. And it, you know what sucks though is like you know with everything that's going on with COVID. It's kind of a bummer because this would be like an ultra cool opportunity for oh, like the home team yeah. fans to come out. And I think that the last I read, like they're they're just letting in just barely over a third of like the stadium's capacity. Yeah, which I think even that I think it's got to be probably close to twenty thousand. I thought they were going to be around ten, and I think they keep slowly inching forward a little bit more yeah. and more. Um, well, there were tickets going for like. Um, what, what, what did I see? It was something ridiculous. I wanted to say like it was fifty five thousand dollars. Like people were paying for some tickets. Like, and that's actually not crazy if you think about the scarcity. Like the 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 cost of a ticket when you have a full stadium. So like you've had it at you know Miami last year before right. COVID hit, and you look at that full stadium, and and you know prices were six, seven, eight. Ten thousand dollars for yeah. the nosebleeds, you know the the not so great seats, and there's way less people going. So the yeah. scarcity of the ticket, you know, the demand and, and scarcity really have this kind of peak, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. it is kind of crazy, but I, I don't know. I would never pay fifty five thousand dollars to go to any event personally. Mm, what what no. event? What event? No, I wouldn't. I would wouldn't. you pay? I was thinking about how much money I would have to make in my life to like pay fifty five thousand yeah. dollars for a seat. Like, well, let's say let's say let's say fifty five thousand dollars is you're at the point where that's a third of your yearly salary. It's still too much. But okay, but would there be anything you'd be like musical event anything? Oh, okay, well, okay, okay, okay. Anything uh, you would pay fifty five thousand dollars to see? Yeah, no. Not even the original Hamilton cast in a in a in a concert hall by yourself. No. Okay. No. See, that's the thing. Like, I can't think of anything. Yeah. No, because if, if I spent fifty-five thousand, if I spent fifty-five thousand dollars on like just a pleasurable expense like that, I'd be fucking sick to my stomach. <laughs> just thinking about it makes me uneasy. Right. Um, so I mean. <laughs> The economics behind this is really remarkable. Um, 
The NFL, like I said, says that they make about 500, they bring about $500 million of revenue into the city hosting, you know, that, I don't know, two weeks, you know, that two week time period, usually a week and a half to two weeks out is when people start arriving or, you know, um, the teams arrive usually the week before and do media. Although this year was different. For instance, the Kansas City Chiefs, I don't think they even left until like two days ago. Because all the media, you're, you you right. don't have to be at the stadium for the media because all of the media was done via Zoom. Right. Yeah. So like they didn't even leave until a couple of days ago. At least that's what I had heard. So I wonder how that can affect you. You know what I mean? Because like I, f- I know that like it's always good to acclimate you to or acclimate yourself to like where you are. Yeah. I mean, not that they have to deal with any like high altitude or anything like that, but just like to like get settled in mm-hmm. and like get your sleeping pattern back down and all that kind of stuff. I, I think that's a really good point. If I was like a West Coast team, like we'll say um, Seattle, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, if I was Seattle and having to play in Tampa Bay, I would go earlier. Oh yeah. Because that's such a dramatic shift, and and you're like, well, it's three hours. What's the the big difference? Mm-hmm. But that is very dramatic when you're talking about how you wake up, how you get started, your morning regimen, your afternoon regimen, yeah. and your evening regimen. How do you do that? And you know, athletes are so fine, like. Not to objectify them, but yeah. they're like finely tuned machines. And if you're throwing out their calibration, right. they're not going to perform at the at the maximum potential, right? So, yeah. um, I don't think it's as drastic when it's Kansas City going there. But even still, I was kind of surprised they didn't because at this point, I would think you want your players to be in a bubble, not yeah. going home, right? Right? Like right, you right, want right, them right. in that bubble. Yeah. Uh, but here nor there. Um, Another another really interesting thing. So this economist that I was reading about actually predicted that, or well, he models it all out, and he was saying that hosting the Super Bowl actually only brought in another hundred and fifty million dollars or so, um, in terms of the like the reason it's not the five hundred million is you you're looking at these major metropolitan areas right. that the NFL says they make you know five hundred million that weekend. That's not five hundred million in addition to the hundreds of millions that that you know a big weekend in a city would make, right. like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. St. Patty's Day or whatever. Yeah. Um. So so what he was saying is it's really only about one hundred thirty million, and then at that point, if it's even one hundred fifty to two hundred million that the revenue wouldn't have been seen had the Super Bowl not been there. It it's it doesn't accurately measure up because you have the cost of the new stadium and everything. So right, yeah. it, it really isn't the value that people think it is. Yeah. But and, I have a, that's everything. Is that like ad revenue, uh, liquor sales, food sales? So it's, it's, it's anything like hospitality, like, okay. you, you know, anything regarding, um, like hospitality, you know, retail, all of that. Okay. Um, I don't think so. It's not like when we say ads, it's not necessarily like that. Yeah. Um, like well, the that's commercials. Not go, that's not going to anything. town. Yeah. yeah. We're talking specific to that that metropolitan area. Man. Um, and and you know another thing that he brought up that I had never even considered is like we you know you and I were talking off air. You know the hotels jack up their prices. Right. You know yeah, that yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. And essentially. You know, if if a room was two hundred, now it's twelve hundred a night. 
that's really good for the business. That's great. Yeah, and people yeah, yeah. are willing to pay it to go be in that area. Maybe not so much this year because there's not as many tickets being sold and right. like, you're not going to be at the game. But some people just want to be around it, and that's great. But in a normal year <clears throat> where COVID is an, an, an issue, even then, the the jacked up prices don't affect the actual people of the area, right. the people working in the hotel. You're talking about like you know, Marriott's and, yeah. you know, in, in those massive companies yeah. that they're that profiting head, that are headquartered elsewhere. You exactly. Know I mean? yeah. And it's not, it, they don't go, well, Hey, you know, we, we know you're going to work extra hard and we're going to make a ton of money. So we're going to raise your hourly wage from $12 to $20 an hour. Yeah. It's not like that. So yeah. it doesn't actually really have the incredible impact that you would think. Yeah. Uh, and, and in terms of revenue for the city itself, it's not a lot of times like they've given up so much money just to have it there yeah. that it doesn't really outweigh it. And I was just baffled by that because I just always assumed like there's so many people there. Prices get jacked up. It's crazy. But it really doesn't benefit the area as much as you would think. Yeah. They were saying that typically when they're, when the Super Bowl goes to a, a town or a city, um, the occupancy, occupancy in the hotels is usually around like 75%. Uh-huh. Um, and this year they were saying it was something ridiculous, only like 45%. Yeah. So they're dime. And again, we know why. It's not like there's like a disinterest in the Super Bowl. It's right. just that less people are going. Right. Um, and I, I would think that maybe the prices didn't skyrocket the same way. You know, I'm obviously sure. the bars won't be as packed. I, I do think for the, for the restaurant industry, it's a great thing because. Yeah. A lot of times those are locally owned and I would and, love for West Dundee to open or to to host the Super Bowl. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> I would I would be I would hate it. I have a hard enough time when we do um like Heritage Fest and St. Patty's St. Patty's, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm I did work Heritage Fest yeah. with you once. I bartended it by myself last year. Oh, yeah, I was like two. Shit. two I was like two. You or three. and I behind the bar was super busy. Yeah, I was like two or three deep at the bar and like fifteen tickets deep, and I was like, I, I had the first moment in my bartending career where like I I looked at the the register where it prints all the drink tickets, and I said, "What the fuck do I do right now?" <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like uh, you know, you're plugging the dam, and and all of a sudden you see yeah. like all these other holes and. At one point, the dam just breaks, and you're like, well, this is it. Yeah. It's been good. If you just look down at the ground and just make a bunch of drinks, it all goes away. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, yeah. especially in events like that where yeah. it's so packed. People just want to drink something. Yes. And that's yeah. why I'm like, you don't, you're not like making <laughs> here's, martinis. Here, here's a Coors Light. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I ordered a, a, a dry gin martini. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is fine, though. Don't worry. <laughs> Well, I'm like, it's like vodka sodas. Do you like wet liquids? This will yeah. fix you right up. Vodka soda, rum and coke, yeah. and that's it. Like, but yeah, but we do a ton of specialty cocktails, and I think because yeah. of all the other bars in the area are doing shots and beers, like people come in and like, oh, yeah, I'll do a hibiscus cinnamon whiskey cocktail. That sounds good. And then you're like, fuck, why did I make these drinks? <laughs> you can have it if you can spell hibiscus perfectly. Yeah, First try. Yeah. yeah. Drunk and no take backsies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another, another cool aspect of the economics of the Super Bowl is, is the advertisements. Yeah. What's the, um, what, what do you think? I, I don't know if you have this. I, I don't in front of me. But like, what's the average cost per? Because it's 30 seconds for a commercial. Yeah. 
Um, I did. I did actually. I didn't know. I yeah. was guessing like. I asked Noelle and her dad because my rough guess would be like they, six, they, six million. Okay, they—that's really good because they were they were around two. I was thinking like four. Um, last year, thirty-second spots were five point six million. Hot damn! Yeah. Um, and the, what's the fucking return on investment for that? Well, so this is what I was thinking. Um, you don't see like. This isn't a time for startups, right? Th- yeah, this is yeah, why. Yeah. This is why you have the WalMarts, the yeah. the Dor- like Doritos, Doritos and Cheetos. Exactly. These are companies that use that as a way to write off. Like, you know, oh, those are operational yeah, 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 costs. Yeah. yeah. So it's a way. I mean, they have, you know, a billion dollars to spend a year on, on marketing. Right. right? So, cause it doesn't make me want to buy M&Ms or Doritos anymore. No, you know, or Coca-Cola. It doesn't make you want to like, Oh yeah, they I had a really, right yeah, they had a really funny, I'm done with RC. Yeah. No, I will forever be loyal to RC. <laughs> God damn it. And they don't need to spend that kind of money, yeah. but they should get a spot. <laughs> Maybe they would become more nationally known. Yeah. What I will say is, uh, I, I don't know if there's massive return, but they have that kind of money to spend, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's a rich person buying a very fancy car. Like yeah. it's also a yeah, level yeah, yeah. of privilege. Like, hey, check this out. I did this, and and you know that's just the spot. So the yeah. other cool thing is, or I, a crazy thing to me, I, I guess I should say, is it's almost like. <clears throat> going to court where you pay your lawyer a retainer fee and then yeah. you pay to actually go to court right because there's like i think last year just to say i'm going to have a slot mm-hmm. or multiple slots i have to pay three hundred thousand dollars up front yeah and then i pay the 5.6 million for each slot so if i say i'm going to be one of the companies that has yeah. a super bowl ad now you see some like an m&ms or whatever they right. might have two or three spots right in order to even have a spot, they had to pay three hundred thousand dollars first, and then the five point six million. So it really was almost like six million dollars just to have one spot, which was just fascinating to me. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, what's the return on investment? I, I don't really know if there is yeah. one, other than you know the more exposure you have, the better it is. And when you're walking into something where you know your spot is going to have 100 million people watching it yeah. at a given moment, that's that's pretty good. I guess you'd kind of get the added bonus of the fact that, like, people talk about the commercials yes. afterwards, and so then, like, yes. you know what I mean? It's just, it's it's like what the media did for Donald Trump. Very good, yeah. That's you know a great, I mean? great, yeah. Yeah. I host this political podcast, too, when I'm not doing a sports <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Well, and, and, you know, that's I honestly hadn't even thought of that because, you know, Doritos already released theirs or mm-hmm. no, it wasn't Doritos. It was Cheetos. Oh, really? Released theirs. And it's got Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher and Shaggy in it. You remember Shaggy? Oh, yeah. I remember Shaggy. Me. So it's like yeah. the whole thing is like was him. A very good impersonation. I thought Shaggy was in the studio right? today. <laughs> I wanted to do an impression and I was like this is either going to be so good people are going to think it's shaggy or it's going to be so bad they're going to be like I'm done I'm, I'm, I'm unsubscribing yeah. to this podcast I t- take backsies yeah so uh, um, anyways you got to think like okay they're paying 5.6 million dollars for the slot 
right, right. to be there. But how much are they paying, like Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis exactly. to be in yeah, and Shaggy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Shaggy's probably the lower I'll bet of the you, three. I'll, I'll bet you their price tag out the door. So after they pay for the spot, they got to be like probably a hundred thousand dollars. No, I'd bad say more. Oh, like the actual actors? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Each. I would say more. I would say like quarter million. You th- no. Well, for I like guess it, I, Kutcher, I like guess a, it is because like they know it's the Super Bowl yeah. commercial that's going to be well, and they released it already, right? So that's right. the other thing is like this is going to be the Super Bowl commercial, and then it, like everyone's like, oh, well, I want to watch it, and like yeah. I won't forget, was it last year or something? I got so angry at myself because I was like, I clicked on a YouTube, like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I want to see like yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it was, and I was like, I'm watching an ad. To then watch a Super Bowl ad. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Hashtag life goals. Yeah. I was like, holy cow. But on that note, do you have a favorite Super Bowl commercial? I'm putting you on the spot. I I haven't thought of it either. But I don't know if there's any in the recent. I mean, you can go back to like when they had that first dancing baby one. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's so that's really tough. You got the Um, classic like Danheiser-Busch. Clydesdales, no, that's which we won't have a Budweiser one this year. Why not? They've said all of the money that they would usually spend, they're mm-hmm. spending on um, coronavirus, uh, pandemic logistics relief and, and relief and stuff like that. That's dope. Way yeah. to go, Anheuser Busch. Which is the the best way to do it. Which right? I'm pretty sure they're owned by InBev, but yeah, the best. I mean, that's the best of both worlds because yeah. you just like everyone's expecting your usual right, right, commercial. Right. And they know, like, oh, well, what are we getting? The Clydesdales? Are we getting, you know, the dog? Or like, what, what's it going to the, be? They had the frog one. The yeah, Bud. they had the or... was that? Oh yeah, yeah right, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, you have all these. You're anticipating it. So like, people will say, well, right. what is Budweiser doing this year? And all of a sudden, they you know put out this press release where they don't have to spend five point six million per thirty seconds. They're like. Yeah, we usually do like three three slots. That would have been fifteen million dollars. We're just giving that to pandemic relief. So now makes Doritos look like a bunch of dickheads. Well, <laughs> you've just <laughs> saved yourself fifteen million dollars, right? On advertisements that is now a fifteen million dollar tax write off because yeah. you just donated it, right? And it's good publicity. It's like, oh, cool. That's yeah. a great job, AD. Yeah. Like you're. You're all about the people. No, yeah, they knocked that out of the right. park. Right. It, it was guys. really, really well done. I was thinking, and I just thought of it. I was trying to delay so I could at least think of some of the commercials. Yeah. The number one commercial, in my opinion, was the Volkswagen one. It was the little boy dressed as Darth Vader. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. He's like marching around the house. He's yes. trying to do the force. He's trying to do the force, and nothing's happening. He walks out, and then he does it to the Volkswagen and his dad like turns it on from yeah. inside the house. Yeah. And he's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, like he freaks yeah, out. Yeah. I was like, that's probably my all time favorite. That's a really good one. I forgot about that. Yeah. It, it just dawned on me. That's really good. I don't know why. Gosh, I just, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing too. Like tomorrow I will dedicate myself to actually watching the Super Bowl. Good. Like I watch it like it's on. Yeah. But like I'm doing other stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tomorrow I'm going to watch it. Good. I, I hope you do. Yeah, I will. I, I, if anyone deserves a chance to sit down and watch a football game that they yeah. don't really care about, but just to not do something, yeah. it's you. Thanks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're sitting, you're sitting at, a, at, at my, in my garage 
at a quarter to midnight right now, and we're doing a podcast. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, well, it's great, but it's like you're you're very Jar- dedicated, so you deserve that break. Jardinier Pizzas will be here in 20. Oh, God, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> what a bad experience. <laughs> and then finally, revolving around money in the Super Bowl, uh, I'm I'm really excited about the halftime show. Yeah, and I heard the weekend. The weekend. It, it actually put seven million dollars of his own money up to make the Super Bowl uh, halftime show the way he wanted it. Gosh. Speaking of weekend, uh, where did this one go? <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Why are Saturday and strong Saturday and Sunday the strongest days? Because uh, every other day is a weekday. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, so now I've got to ask you. Yeah. Tomorrow's the big day. Yeah. You've got $1,000 to put down. Yeah. Who are you putting it on? I'm putting um, $500 on Tampa Bay to win straight up. Okay. I'm putting $500 on the under. I don't know what that means. So so over under Uh is... Uh, the total points scored for both teams. So it's a, a combo score. So you're looking, you know, if you think each of them will score around 30 points, you know, maybe the over under 60 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I think the the under is always a good bet. And a lot of people take the over because, like, it's usually, you know, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes are these great quarterbacks. So you think it's going to be over. Um, every time, and I think that always elevates the the point right, total. Right, so, right. Um, for me, I'm I'm going under, and I'm going Buccaneers straight up. Interesting. Yeah, I made the declaration. You heard me earlier. My my head says the Chiefs. My yeah. heart says the Buccaneers. I, I'm a Patriots fan. I love Tom Brady. I still root for him. Yeah. Um, I'm not a I'm not a Buccaneers fan per se. Yeah. But. Um, I knew when they got him, I was like, they're going to go the distance. Yeah. Um, and my my Patriots are falling apart. I understand, you know, if Kevin's listening, the other Kevin, he gives yeah. me shit all the time. Like, you don't get to complain if you've had six Super Bowls to to back up your fandom. So Right. Um, I'm, I'm a big underdog guy. And Tampa is minus three, or yeah. uh, plus three, so they're getting points. They are the underdog. Are you going underdog, or you think Mahomes? What are you, where are you? Wait, so um, Kansas City is the favorite. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I'm, I'm saying Tampa Bay. Okay, so are you taking them straight up? Do you think they're going to win? Or do you want the points where they can lose no, by three? I want them to win. You want them to win? Yeah. You want the, the, the straight up home team. Straight up. You're going straight up. So you're taking the odds. Yeah. And you're putting all $1,000 on All $1,000. I think you get like 1500 back because I think they're plus 150 or something. That's it. Yeah, I mean they're not terrible underdogs. It's not like why it's not did, like McGregor Poirier. Gamble? It's not like McGregor Poirier, where yeah. like that was like four to one. So yeah. if you would have gambled a thousand on Poirier, you would have made like four thousand dollars plus yeah. your money back. Yeah, no, I I I, I definitely I, so I want I want uh, I want Tampa Bay to win, and then I also want um, also because I, at the restaurant, like all I've heard is people talk shit about Tom Brady. Yeah. Everyone talks shit. About yeah, him. and so like I just kind of want him to win. Yeah, he used to be like America's darling. Yeah, and then he was everyone hated him. Then everyone's like, "Well, he is the greatest." Then everyone hated him again. I'm like, why? Yeah, I, I mean, I have no problem with him. Never no. met the guy. No, he's very handsome. 
He's very handsome. Very handsome. That's all I can say. So, yeah, I want Tampa Bay to win. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of economics. Yeah. We can move off of the Super Bowl. That's right. Although, you know what else is funny? That you can gamble like on every aspect of the football game, right? Oh, yeah. Every first quarter. You can gamble on the national anthem length. How long? Will it be over or under it? And I think they usually set it around two minutes. Yeah. And, Who's uh, singing the national anthem? I don't know. Um, but the cool thing is, is uh, I, I saw this guy who was actually outside the stadium yeah. watching the rehearsal, or not watching it, but listening to the rehearsal, mm-hmm. and he timed it. And he like, posted it on TikTok. Um, so I, I, I thought it was really cool, and I think it's going to be the over. Um, but yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, they'll let you gamble on anything nowadays. Oh, and also, um, Amanda Gorman, the poet, I think is going to do a performance at the Super Bowl as well. The young lady from the inauguration. The inauguration. Yeah. yeah, which is really cool. I was really excited about that. Um, I guess it's James uh, Jasmine Sullivan. No clue who that is. Wait, no. that's. Not oh, yeah, she married Aladdin. That's a different Jasmine. Uh, yeah, no, it's Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church. Don't know who either of those people are. Eric Church is a country star. Oh. One of the few I really Yeehaw. like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You want a glass of whiskey? No. <laughs> I'm already giddy. I haven't even drank. Um, but let's transition to other yeah, economics, right? Uh, something you and I have talked a lot about, and it's actually coming to fruition via reconciliation, which we, you know, we knew they were going to hear. Prepare to be stimulated. <laughs> There's still a process to happen because right, it wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't a true bill. Uh, the reason that the Democrats didn't push the <clears throat> bill mm-hmm. right as as it were. Uh, was because they thought the Senate would filibuster. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as we saw, the voting went for to pass it forward mm-hmm. was actually 50-50. Right. And Kamala was the tiebreaker. So, you know, thank you, Georgia, for allowing the stimulus to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, even though uh, Loeffler and Purdue had said, yeah, we support it. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they would not have gone across party lines. Uh, so that is going to happen. Uh, it won't be as fast, though, because right. there's still a lot of procedures to happen through the reconciliation process. It's not just like, oh, we sign a bill, goes to the president, signs it, and it's now right, going right, out. Right, right, right. Um, one of the key hiccups is this idea that um, Republicans are very focused on lowering the target, meaning... They want to reduce the number reduce, of people that it goes yeah, to. So yeah, so they want to reduce the, the highest uh, income level. Uh, they want it to be, for a single, they want to slow, they want to move it down uh, below the 75,000 threshold. Um, and there's even some Democrats on board with that. Um, not, uh, not a lot. There's, yeah. uh, I think it's like two. It's Manchin and someone else. And Bernie was obviously calling them out yeah, real quick. Um that essentially the Democrats who want to, and this is Biden's package, um, the the Democrats are going to allow it where um, Donald Trump pays out more money 
than Biden. And he's like, there's a big issue with that. Like you yeah. ran against him and you're going to let this happen. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, the other aspect is it's, it's a hundred, I think it's under 150,000 for a household. So if you're single, it's, it's a, it's different, but if right. you're the household yeah, yeah, yeah. or even if you're, you know, a domestic partnership, not married, but the household still makes under 150,000, you would be due. And from what I heard, it's 1400 per person. It is. Yeah. It's not, you know, fourteen hundred every adult, and then like a little five hundred kickback per child. I think it's fourteen hundred per. Well, the last one was six six per person. Yes. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, think it's it's going to be the fourteen hundred per person. Yeah. Um, which is dads, you and I both yeah. really like. Yeah. Um, and we fall under under that threshold, so that that will be very very refreshing. I feel. Yeah. Um, AOC actually came out and said, "Why are we using the twenty nineteen tax returns?" Um, and Which not the 2020, 2020 because yeah. people lost their jobs. Yeah. And, you know, they took pay cuts and right, wage right, cuts right, and right. missed bonuses and, and all of that. And I thought that was really, really, um, uh, it was a really good point. Like, yeah. this is to help us going forward in 2021. Why are we going two years back technically yeah. for tax returns? But, I, you know, hey, at this point, let's just get people their money they're hurting. I still have the same thought. It was, and again, it was, it was not my my idea, but uh, the young lady from the the hill, uh, where I get a lot of my news, um, she was saying just give it to everyone and then just take it out of taxes for the rich people later. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, if 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 someone is above a certain threshold, right, like tack it on in, in terms of taxes. I, I really am a big fan of um, who was it? I think it was it was Elizabeth Warren. I think it was called the two penny tax. I was like, for anyone that made, I want to say ten million, but it was like a, it was a right, higher yeah, threshold. Yeah, yeah. And it was like every dollar they tax an extra two cents on top of the tax bracket, mm. and that would go towards things. And you're like, if you're if you're making you know twenty million dollars in the next ten, what's like what's two percent extra? But that would generate millions and millions and millions, close yeah. to billions of dollars. And that's like okay, that would make sense. And and then we're starting to you know cut into that deficit a little right, bit yeah. and all that. But here nor there. I think this is a really huge step. People have a lot of oh, questions. Certainly, yeah. Um, and I don't have all of the answers. There's still a lot of it still like still coming out now. Yeah. But basically it's a one point nine trillion. Yeah. It's gonna plan. be one point nine trillion, um, hypothetically. Correct. Now part of that one point nine trillion is is some of the cost to raise the minimum wage every right. year yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, the vaccination rollouts, especially helping school funding. Um, and some of that can be challenged in the reconciliation process. So, the, you know, some of the experts are saying uh, in terms of like giving more money to school funding right. might not be part of the reconciliation process. So they could basically amend that portion. Right. Now, here's something. Let me give some credit to a Republican. Please. Mitt Romney said he wanted, he wanted to make it twenty five hundred per child. child. Per month. Yeah. And it yeah. was 2500 per child over six, and then it was 3000 under six. Correct. Um, it might have been more. Yeah. I don't know. I want to say, I want to say, because I read the article, and that's when I called you the other day. Uh, Mitt Romney's my boy. No, I was going to call you to tell you that I think Mitt Romney, uh, if they ever bring back the Book of Mormon to Broadway... They should have Mitt Romney narrated. That's what I was going to tell you. <laughs> but the reason I was going to tell you that was because I was reading the article. I'm pretty sure it might have been like $4,200. Uh, 
You know what? That actually does sound accurate. I think you might be right there. Yeah, I'm he sorry. was. He really wants to help out the kids. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be a part of anything unless, like, you know, Ed Markey. Like, I'm sure a lot of the progressive Democrats will be. Oh, they'll 100% jump. They'll jump all over it. Yeah, and then you know you don't have to worry about you know one of those um, kind of old school centrist Democrats like Manchin, who basically right. is a really, really. He's a really. If you're talking about where the parties have lined up on the spectrum, he's actually like a very liberal Republican more than he is a centrist Democrat at this point. Right. Um, I don't really like him. Uh, but here nor there, the idea that Mitt Romney was like trying to do that for kids, and I, I thought that was really, yeah, really no, respectful. I think it's fantastic. Um, and, you know, it, it would help with people getting back to work with childcare yeah, costs. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know, those, those, those industries have been hurt too, right? With so many people working from home and no longer, right. you know, utilizing childcare, you know, for safety reasons or whatever. Yeah. Um, for cost-effective reasons. So when they go back, you know, maybe the prices escalate, whatever the case is, um, to recover those costs, this would be a way to kind of mitigate that for yeah. families. And I don't care how rich you are or whatever. If you have kids, you can always use help. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, We've talked about this before. The one thing you, I mean, I I know that we've talked about this and that we agree on this. The whole idea of having a child is making sure that they have a better life than you had. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I would definitely take a couple of thousand dollars a month or more Yeah. to improve their lives. And, and here's the thing. For those of you that don't have children or never want children, that's not to say you don't deserve money during this pandemic. Right, you know, yeah. Um, I think sometimes people get wrapped up in that, like the argument of even like regarding minimum wage. Well, yeah. you know, you want you, you know, if you're making $15 an hour, that's like 31,000 ish a year. And, you know, people bring up like, Oh, well, some teachers only make 33. You're telling me someone flipping burgers should be making the same as a teacher. It's like, no, no pay the, the teachers, teachers more. Yeah. <laughs> like don't argue about like, let's yeah. not, let's not, you know, regress. Yeah. Right. Let's progress. Like let's move forward. Let's help level everyone. Else. Yeah. And, and when you're helping out families, a lot of that money is going back into the community, right? Like they join softball or, or, or you know, t-ball leagues or, yeah. um, you know, tumbling classes. Like, you know, my daughter signed up for a, a dance tumbling class and like that helps go back to the economy. Now there's another student in that class. The teacher gets more money. The, you know, the building facilities get more money and it, like it all goes back. So generally yeah. when you're talking about providing more um, stimulus to families. That's usually why. Yeah, my biggest. I see. I like deep down. Like I have a problem. Not even deep down. Right in the fucking surface, I have a problem with minimum wage. I don't like the idea of having a minimum wage. Mm -hmm. um, it's never something I've agreed with because it, again, I just feel like it's the government trying to intervene in you know mm -hmm. the private sector. Mm -hmm. The only issue I have with that is people are assholes. You know what I mean? And they don't pay people what their job is worth. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think, it, so I think it's a necessity. I just don't like it. Yeah. And, and that's, that I fair? totally get that. No, that is fair. I think it's like in an ideal world, yeah. right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. if you, you were the, if you, worth. yeah, if you and I were, you know, see rich CEOs, yeah, there's, um, shoot, what's his name? I think it's Dan Price. Okay. I, I've I've seen him a lot on Twitter. He's a CEO of a company. Yeah, and basically he said no one works for less than seventy thousand dollars a year at my yeah at my company. Yeah, and it's like holy shit, that would be great. 
and he's like, it, yes, there were years where it was tougher and, and, and yeah. I had to take a pay cut, mm-hmm. but everyone is happier. They work harder. Right. They're more productive. You know, they take their, they take more vacations, longer vacations. And, but when they come to work, they're happy and right. they work hard. Yeah. My older brother works for, uh, he's an electrical engineer and mm-hmm. he works for a Japanese company oh. and they take their that paying yeah. their staff very, very seriously. Yeah. And they take like their vacation very, very seriously, I, I which do, is cool. Cause like, you know what I mean? They're based in Japan, but obviously this is like the American sector, but they still get all the same perks as everybody in Japan, which is, which is really cool because, <clears throat> well, number one, I, I also had a friend who worked at a French company mm-hmm. and in France, it's almost, I think it's mandatory that every company gives you five weeks off. Yeah. Like five weeks of vacation. Um, plus, you know, if you think about it, what would the inverse be like, you know, America, you know, if you're a company in, you know, overseas Mm -hmm. in America or for an American company, a, in a lot of those European countries, you don't want the American benefits, right? Like someone at Denmark, um, I was reading a Denmark McDonald's worker makes $22 an hour and gets like four weeks of vacation paid. That's crazy. So, like, when McDonald's fights, McDonald's did come out and say $15 an hour wouldn't hurt them. Right. So they were actually very supportive. And they're like, if this is going to happen, just let us start building towards that. And, like, we'll start, you know, setting up the logistics and we'll make that happen. Yeah. Um, Which I thought was very, very, you know, uh, optimistic and positive. So I was was super happy about that. Um, But, like, I think of, well, you don't, you know, see the, the Chinese... Um, factories building iPhones, getting the same perks as someone right, you know, working yeah. in Palo Alto, California, right? Yeah. So it's a little different, but yeah. it is nice to see you know these European companies or you know Canadian companies or in in your brother's case Japanese, right. where they extend those incredible benefits. Um, yeah, you know here as well. Yeah, I wonder. I just jump back really, really quickly. Yeah, um, we were talking about <clears throat> teachers. And uh, I don't. Did you read the article about Lori Lightfoot? This no. Is, this is for all of our uh, Illinois slash Chicago listeners. Oh no. Um, she had made a comment, and I don't want to misquote her, but it was something kind of like she was upset about the fact that they were going to be giving the vaccines to like teachers now. What? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed in that. I don't know. I I've been kind of disappointed in her in general, even though she's not. It's not like she's the mayor of my town, but like, um, yeah. Fact check me on that, Brian. Um, I I I can't find a quote per se. I have been very disappointed with her. I think actually, I, can, I think I can find it. Yeah. Home. Um, I know she did. It does say that she hopes teachers will be able to receive the coronavirus vaccine at some point in the next something. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it stops. It's the it's the ellipsis at that point. And the next what? I don't want to click on it. Um, I got a podcast to run. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say I've been very disappointed, and I've also been very disappointed in the in the public. Um, I guess the public outcry about the Chicago the CTU the Chicago Teachers Union. Yeah, and um, I I did see Jim Jordan the representative of Ohio that I absolutely despise. He's a Republican um, and the third most gerrymandered um, district in America. So he probably wouldn't have his job if it wasn't for gerrymandering. Um, 
you know, and he also helped cover up a sex abuse scandal at Ohio State. But, you know, here nor there, um, he was coming out saying, why are we talking about defunding the police? Defund the Chicago Teachers Union. And I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, A, it's not your state. You have no, no you know, interest in it. You have no knowledge of it. Like, stay out. Yeah. Here nor there. Um, I, I just really get upset because, you know, there are, there are teachers who are in a position where they can't go back into a dangerous environment like that. Right. Yeah, they are yeah. very vulnerable. Um, I have a neighbor whose colleague, you know, is a, is a two-time cancer survivor, you know, who knows if she got COVID, what, what the, what havoc it could wreak on her body, right? Her immune system might be depleted or whatever. And, and, you know, that's not all of the, all of the workforce, but you really need to have a plan going back. And if you go back, I don't know, probably 10 episodes in this podcast, there's one where we talked about, you know, you asked me like, what do I, how would I want it to roll out? And I was like, yeah. the first and most important thing is you got to have a plan. I think your uncle Jim asked a question. Yeah. It was that one. Yeah. And I said, you got to have a plan. There's got to be funding. You got to have the supplies, the, the PP, uh, P supplies. Absolutely. Or PPE. The PPP is the the loans. yeah we get it wrong every time yeah the PPP you got to have the equipment you got to have the supplies it shouldn't come out of the normal yearly budget for the school it should be you know a state or federal you know um, influx of of cash to make those things happen mm-hmm. um, you got to reduce class sizes you got to you got to do these things you got to make it accessible for students that you know have vulnerable households so. It's a lot of extra planning for teachers where they're doing hybrid, where some students are there, some aren't. Like, yeah, it's a whole a lot. lot. It's a whole it. lot of work, my friend. Um, whole and, lot of work. And that's that's a huge aspect of this stimulus plan that you know is kind of up in the air regarding this reconciliation. Is is how the schools get their funding right. from this one point nine trillion, and will they? And I'm like, that should be one of the first things that pass. The, sec- the first thing should be the money going out to people. And the second thing should be schools. Or, no, I'm sorry. First thing should be um, the vaccine distribution. The second thing should be the money to the people. And right. the third thing should be the education. Like, can we get students back into the classroom? And, and Dr. Fauci has said, like, we need to get students back in the classroom. They're not, you know, going to be super spreaders. We haven't seen that, you know, throughout right. this yeah, yeah, process. Yeah. Like, let's get them back. And then how do we safely get the adults back in the building as well? That's huge. And, and I think this stimulus package has some of the answers and those need to happen. Yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying to, you know what? I should have, uh, I didn't plan on bringing it up tonight. I should have. Uh, no, that's okay. Yeah. So don't hey, quote, don't quote me on that, is, but look that shit up. This is the Mad Libs podcast where we have organic conversations. We don't script this shit. We, we yeah. talk, we have conversations, we have points where, Maybe we are we are stumble you know we yeah. stumble a little bit and that's okay. Oh wait, you missed a line in your script there. Oh okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's not okay. Yeah, I missed the not in yeah, my. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so so one last thing you know about about Biden and this is to kind of uh, address Nathan, uh, who I gave a shout out earlier to. He's one of our newer listeners. Um, one of the things that has had to happen is. Uh, Biden has had to legislate with his own pen, right? Yeah. And the executive orders keep rolling in. Uh, he's actually at a point where most presidents would be in their first year, let alone right. their first month. Um, and, you know, he asked me, like, how I felt about it. 
Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, pump the brakes a little bit. But a lot of them were reversing really bad policy. So I wasn't fully against it. Um, you know, when we look through a lot of the things, whether it's, you know, immigration, right? Um, you know, refugee admissions and, and extra vet, vetting or, um, you know, ensuring LGBTQ refugees and asylum seekers have equal access to protections. Like those were things that it's, it's, it's not right and left, right? That's just making sure people are, are, are okay. Um, now in terms of overall immigration, you know, that's a policy up for debate, but just like saying, Hey, it doesn't matter if you're LGBTQ, like you're going to be safe if you've, you know, come for asylum the way you should. Right. Right. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, gay, straight or whatever. Um, also, you know, different funding pr- procedures and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, the, the ban on transgenders, uh, transgender uh, soldiers in the in the mm-hmm. military. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rescinding that. It's almost like, should that even count? <laughs> like that should have never happened. But it does. Well, it still counts. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it does count. So um, for me, I don't have a major issue with how many he had right, to do yeah. because it's not like he's generating these new policies that we've never seen before yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's more a lot of them are reversing things done by the administration that overwhelmingly were net negative, Yeah, in my opinion. So um, I, I, I would say, Nathan, if you want more in-depth analysis on that, Definitely jump back a couple episodes and, and it's there. Yeah. And if you have any questions after that, please yeah, yeah. Feel, feel free, free. to reach out. Yeah. And I know you had some more, so we'll touch on those in, in another topic as well. Yeah. We spent far too much time talking about football. <laughs> we can never spend enough time talking football or politics. We love this podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so energized because this community keeps growing. And I'm like, people are starting to reach out and tell me like, hey, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, I had no idea that you listened. Yeah. And um, there, someone made a mention in a Facebook post of it and I was like, holy shit, this is someone I really respect, you know, their yeah. opinions on things. And I'm like, wow, you listen to, to Kevin and I talking about that. Like, it really means a lot. And, and I'm so thankful. I'm, I'm really thankful that we get to do this. Unfortunately, it's not our, our full-time job, but maybe one day one it will. Day. It, it one day will because of people like you, you're listening right now. And we are so, so thankful that you're taking time out of your day to listen to us and we we hope you get value out of this going forward and you can bring that value to other people by sharing it and and bringing light to their lives and and say hey check out this community you know have them like us on facebook and have discussions shoot us emails send us messages and we'll do things just like we did tonight we'll we'll, we'll address questions like nathan had i think you're you're getting ready to close up here and before you close up yeah we have to stick to something <gasps> the presidential fact you got one? Obama's high school nickname on the basketball team was Barry Obama, <laughs> <laughs> which he earned, which he earned due to his awesome jump shot. And we saw that, yeah, on the campaign trail for Biden down the final stretch. I don't know if you saw that video. No, but he was like walking through a high school gym, and someone tossed him a ball, and he like shot it, and he's like, "That's what I do." <laughs> and he like walked off, and I'm like, "God, I miss you so much." Oh man, it was just so cool. Quick other fun fact. You know that uh, from The Office, Kevin's character. Brian Bumgarner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or, yeah, sorry, not Kevin's character. The character, Kevin. Yeah. Um, the episode where they play the basketball game, we're talking season one here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene, that scene at the very end when he's, like, sinking Draining. shots. So he didn't know they were filming that. 
Oh, he was so, just shooting. Yeah, like they were like they were warming up and like getting ready to shoot the scene, and like he was just playing around, and they're like, "This is incredible." So he they told um, John Krasinski's character, he's like, "Just keep tossing him the ball." Oh, and they, really? Yeah, that's why they filmed behind his back like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was cool. All yeah. right, guys. Hey, thank you guys so much. We hey, hope we that you me. enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. Enjoy your family. Uh, MadLibsPodcast.com. Yeah. We love you. Love you guys. Well, guys, we're here. We've made it to the end. Wait, 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 wait. Kevin, Kevin, we got to thank our sponsors. What sponsors? Well, we, we haven't gotten any official sponsors yet, but we do have Patreons. Oh, and we should let people know that they can join our Patreon for subscribing from 5 to 10 to $20. Any amount helps. Yeah, thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you guys don't want to do a monthly subscription, you can also support us by buying some of our awesome clothing at madlibspodcast.threadless.com. And that's a win, win, win. win. <laughs> also, if you guys uh, wouldn't mind, we would love for you to follow us on our Facebook page and our Instagram Thank you. Thank you.